Marco, resettlement day is always a stressful day. So you've bought the property six weeks later, you're moving in. We're going to teach you how to have the slickest and smoothest settlement day and what to watch out for. Stay tuned. Good morning. You're on mute. Hey. I've still got music playing. Is it good music? It was the same music. The intro played twice. What happened there? Uh, okay. I don't know. It's all right on our end. I got a, I got a bit burnt on the weekend. It was, it was raining yesterday. How'd that happen? Uh, it's plenty of bit of football. I think the AstroTurf, you know, lets the heat bounce back up maybe. Wow. So, you did get burn, eh? Yeah, I've got to be really careful this summer or, um, you know, by the end of the next sort of six months, I could be looking at getting some skin off, like grafted off my bum and put on my nose or something. It's looking pretty, it's looking pretty shiny. <laughs> But it wasn't even sunny yesterday. How? What? It, it's like. What's that? What do you call that? Passive. Always, always shiny at Chroma Park. Always sunny at Chroma Park. Yeah. Wow. Never, Be careful, kids. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Well done. Well done to uh, to Argentina. Argentina. Yes. Argentina. Yep. But but um yeah, I'm with the show. I've, I've got um, got a little background behind me this morning because uh, we're talking about the pre-settlements, the big day where money and keys are um, are exchanged. Look, it's a stressful day, um, guys. It's a really, really stressful day, and there's things that you should be watching out for, and it's things that I guess we're a really good reference point because we we see it go really, really smooth, and we see it go really, really wrong. So this morning we're going to get to go through over five minutes and just teach you the things to watch to what what to watch out for. So then it's a silky smooth and easy transition as can be. Good morning, Luke. Yeah, absolutely. Luke's a good one. Luke, Luke's a good one for this as well. It's interesting because um, I think it's I think it's um, worth noting that a good agent has a lot of help when making it go smooth. Um, you know, they add a lot of value, but sometimes the, some of these things are a little bit out of our control and, and we're a bit reliant on sometimes tenants or, you know, the outgoing owner to, um, you know, to do the right thing. And it's difficult because, you know, they sometimes you've got owners that need to be in the property and are moving out right in the last minute. Um, and then other times it's a bit easier where they're, you know, out maybe a week before or a few days before and you've got a bit of time. Everything compresses, and you know what's stressful because you've been packing a house for one, two weeks. You don't know where anything is uh, financially. You're um, bank chasing banks, and banks are chasing you. Solicitors are chasing you. You're chasing them. Um, it's just a high stress period. So you know you want to be nice and structured on your pre-settlement. Um, you you had one sort of go wrong on Thursday, Friday, Billy, and that's what's brought this on today. Um, it went wrong, but it all went right in the end. Tell us what happened. Yeah, 
it didn't go um, like drastically wrong. There was no, I guess when you're looking at the scale of smooth, like smooth at one end, disaster at another, I guess smooth would be no complications, you know, flies through really, um, um, really easy. Uh, everyone's happy. Um, and I guess disaster would be what? What's the worst you've seen? Maybe huge delays, big penalties, people in tears. Anything else? Yeah, I think something important to say is we've never seen a property not settle. Um, so it, it, I think sometimes as a buyer or seller, you may stress that it's not going to happen if, if um, you know, if it could derail so much that doesn't happen, a settlement. Um, but I've never seen that. So generally, it's okay. It will settle. There will be argy-bargy between you and the, um, and the vendor, potentially. It will be adjudicated and facilitated by your solicitors, solicitor yep. of the purchaser and the solicitor of the vendor, but it always will happen. And there's definitely um, a lot of momentum there between lawyers and banks to make it happen. Um, and, yeah, so I, I, I think first and foremost, um, don't stress that it won't happen. It's true. So we've had two interesting ones recently, actually. Um, as you said, one on Thursday, it was definitely nowhere near... Um, you know, the bad end of the spectrum where there was no tears or anything. It just got a bit, um, a little bit intense going back and forth between um, getting a few particulars, you know, sorted out. So in this instance, there was, um, the owner was just in the process of moving out and, and finishing, you know, bits and bobs. Um, so there was, you know, some storage to empty and, and things like that. Um, I guess communication from the start when we look back on on how it, we could have made it smoother from the agent's perspective um you know really clap because there was an agreement that some bits internally would stay so there was like a or sorry some bits internally would be removed um so that included like a fixed um tv cabinet in hindsight it would have been easier to say let's just get rid of everything rather than try and save one small bit of the tv cabinet thoughts tv tv bracket was was tv and tv bracket i guess is another one um do you know what tvs aren't worth as much as they used to be so i'm seeing tvs being left left behind a lot more and tv brackets being left behind a lot more um, yeah. and then sometimes people are being tv snobs a little bit now because they've got their telly that they love they're going you know what i don't want that telly if you want to i don't if you want to leave a three-year-old telly i'm not interested um yeah. but i i i would encourage people these days because it seems like it's a bit of a topic of contention now with these tv brackets i'd just say look leave the brackets guys leave the brackets and leave the cables because it's bloody expensive to get that put in um and even leave the telly or take the telly who cares it's even the last two two yeah the last two transactions were both, both around that it's even expensive to get rid of it because you've still got to take the bracket off and then patch up patch up the you know where that where it was mounted on so i think if you're a vendor and you know for a fact that you're going into another property and you may be going to set you know do a different setup mark it as an inclusion that the tv brackets are staying um because in this instance it would have saved a lot of a lot of hassle 
um, or if, or if you know they're going, then you know, market as an exclusion. Um, another one that we, um, you know, that came up on Thursday was really big pot plants. Um, now, in this instance, being an apartment top floor like a penthouse, there was a bylaw in the contract that said, um, you know, to meet council regulations, there had to be some sort of greenery on the top. And so that's where the pot plants, the big pot plants came into uh, use, uh, but the purchaser didn't want them. So that's where the solicitors, again, had to go back and forth on that one. So there's probably, where, where it would be good is a bit of agent responsibility here as well. I think when, if you can foresee this sort of stuff and, and, as, and as a, um, as a buyer, as a, as a seller, if you or even a buyer, if you can foresee this stuff prior to exchange. So when a seller is getting a contract prepared, try to see if there's a couple of small cheats that you can have, and um, by way of leaving stuff behind that you don't want. It can always be struck out of the of of the contract, but. If you had, like you said, if you had these television stuff and these pots in the contract, um, I think the, the purchaser is sort of more worried about buying the property rather than the finer things. Um, yeah. and, and would just say, look, let's just not cause any more harder things in this negotiation. Just keep that stuff. So yeah. I reckon that that's a real good win if a seller can get can slip this stuff in prior to exchange or even prior to prepare, preparation of the contract. That's super smart. Agreed. Um, we've got a couple of other ones here. So Lisa said cleaning. Uh, we'll get onto that in just a sec. We've got a bit of a, a pre-settlement checklist uh, that'll help buyers. Uh, but another one that, that also came up is outstanding special levies um, recently. That's a really interesting one. Yeah, be careful um, because you want it to be disclosed in the contract, even if there's a levy that is one or two years away that has been struck. Um, you may think as a seller you have avoided that um, and not necessarily the case. You, it may be deducted from settlement. So just make sure, um, certainly as a seller, um, that you've divulged all the information to your solicitor by way of levies or works to the building because you could get tangled up in it on settlement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, I've now got a, I'm going to do a bit of a share screen and I'm going to give you some quick fire questions. So this is just found online. Uh, there's plenty of them. Take your pick as to which one um, you'd like to use. But um, this is a bit of a pre-summon checklist. I guess it just gives you a quick... Um, few dot points under each, you know, section of the property to just check. Um, so you've got doors, windows, kitchens. Kitchen, you obviously just want to have a look at appliances and make sure and they're working. Um, a, a purchaser always gets stuck with lack of keys because it sort of gets it's a bit of a booby trap. It happens right at right at the last minute and it's too late. So I would even suggest as a purchaser some sort of. Um, uh, inventory of what keys you'll be receiving on settlement um, because every time you're missing a key or no key there's a couple hundred dollars there for a key replacement so I would be suggesting I would be asking if it could be provided to yourself what what keys you'll get on settlement it happens on rentals but it doesn't happen on sales it's weird yeah true that um, Mark I got a question for you is is a professional clean required as like in law per the contract or is that you know 
that just the right thing to do? Not required, but let's face it, the buyer is paying half a million dollars or a million dollars to you. Have some respect. Um, so give it to them as, as best as you can, as best as you can give it. And if you've got to hire a professional to do it, hire because you it's, it's above your standard or not your style, then hire a professional to clean the place. Okay, cool. Um, keys for the property. You said like in rentals, it's um, it's considered one full set of keys per per tenant on the lease. So you've got you know two adults on the lease, then it's be two full sets of keys. If you require you know like fobs to get in or swipe cards to get into basements for parking and things like that, it's expected there's two of them, um, or, or sometimes per car space. So if you've got two car spaces, you know, two two fobs to get down there. Um, yep. You're saying that's not so much, it's not so closely looked at like in sales like that? No, you, you, with rentals, you sign over exactly what you're collecting and you're expected to drop that back as well. But with rentals, um, you tend to find keys at the property, find keys with the agent, lots of keys with the agent, one key with the agent, lots of keys with the property. Like it's very, there's no structure behind it, but... Um, I guess the hard, the hardest thing is actually missing keys that after you've settled on the property, you've really got no recourse um, to say, hey, I'm missing a buzzer. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, you do have recourse. You do have, look, you do have recourse, but you're not going to claim it. That's the, that's the painful bit. It just makes it more difficult. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, another one I thought it was a good one to mention, like getting getting friendly with the neighbours. It's a nice, it's a nice that's, that's classy. I agree. I do like, it was funny, on Thursday, the neighbor actually popped the head over just to say hi. And they thought, they thought the, um, it was the owner moving out, but it was the new guys moving in. She got really embarrassed. <laughs> so I, I reckon that's really classy because I was actually talking to uh, my, my barber um on on friday about it love thy neighbor and i think on settlement it's a really important thing to to start on the right foot because you may be stressed you may be uh, not have much time or or even a short fuse um but take the time to um to say g'day to the neighbor it's your first impression and if you get the neighbor thing wrong you're screwed so I, I, it's it can make life so painful. So I can make all the effort you can to um, to just have a make a great a great um, a great neighbour of of and friend of neck of next door to you, be it Strata, be it a Torrance title house, because it's going to go that relationship's going to go on for a very very long time, and it's very important to you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. Another one which I really like which um, makes it really smooth is often when you've been living in a property five, 10 years, there's just small kind of tips and tricks that you can't put in. It's almost like you've got to put them in a manual, but you can't write them down. Sometimes you just need to, to show them. So often as an agent, you might turn up to the property five or 10 minutes before your pre-settlement. The owner just runs you through a few bits that they've kind of worked out over the years, you know, to just to pass on. Um, I, I yep. really like it's a nice touch um, and along with that you know sometimes it's like there's a spare half half can of paint left behind or a spare um, 
you know, a few tiles, things like that. It's just a nice touch to add. Take the paint and take the tiles. Don't be a snob because you would be shocked how much time and money that's going to save you by just having that um, that paint colour or having that um, uh, that tile colour. It's just so much better. So don't throw them out. Keep them. Um, it can save you a bucket load. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pre-settlements, usually we like to do them sort of 24, 48 hours before. If the property is vacant, you can be a little bit flexible with it. Uh, but that just gives you enough time that if any issues do occur, then you've got that, you know, day or so just to, just to um, nut it out. Um, you know, just making sure ultimately there's no real delay to settlement. Yeah. I think that's, I think we probably covered the most of it there. Any, anything that you think I missed? Dude, I don't think you nailed it. Um, I think, it, and look, I'm, I'm big on that neighbour thing on settlement. I reckon that's huge. Um, there's a couple of couple of things there. Take the paint, take the tiles. That's huge. I think check on those keys. That's huge. Um, I think um, make sure you've got plenty of notification for your banks. Um, how much on settle, settlement not happening due to banks not being ready is a load of crap. It's you're not ready. So I think make sure you're riding your bank and riding your solicitor four, five, six weeks before settlement to make sure that all comes in on time because how many times we don't see settlements um, happen, they, they get delayed um, because of banks not being ready. It's You should be just riding your bank uh, really, really hard that um, you haven't left any room for failure. Yeah. Yeah, the small things that, and it's always the small things that add up towards the end. That, you know, then that if you get one or two or three small things combined, it just gets timely, and and time is money. You know, as you come in towards settlement. So, um, yeah, a lot of it can be avoided. And I think, yeah, like the people at like the banks, they just need a bit of a nudge, a bit of a reminder. Yeah, small and regular. And just make sure that everyone's on everyone's on it, solicitors on it, banks on it, um, outgoing bank, ingoing bank, all that stuff, um, small but regular touches. That's it. Thanks very much. Six days till Christmas. I'm dressing up as Rudolph if this carries on. It's a bit of a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's solid. How many days till Christmas? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, Christmas Eve. It's five days. It's it's, it's closing in. And closing in. Through. Ciao. Yep, we're available <laughs> the way through. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Billy Bob. Thank you. Bye. See you, mate.